Hey, this is Dr. Travis Perry with the Make Time Institute. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I get to bring you an interview with my good friend, Dr. Travis Perry, whose book, Achieving Balance, is dropping now. So make sure you check the show notes. I do have a giveaway for the first person that leaves a comment into the Facebook page, the Time to Shine Today Facebook page. I will be sending out a free book autographed by Dr. Travis Perry himself. So make sure you sit back, relax, take really good notes because he's going to really dig in to really evaluating where you are with your work-life balance and how to level it up. So without further ado... Here's my really good friend, Dr. Travis Perry. Hey, 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 time to shine today, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and I am here with my good friend out of the great state of Texas, where he says it's really hot right now. Um, Kind of catching up to him here in South Florida myself. But I have Dr., and that is Dr. Travis Perry, with the Make Time Institute. Dr. Travis Perry is the founder of the Make Time Institute. He's earned several degrees, smarty pants, in family and social science to better understand goal achievement and family relationships. He helps business owners and executives achieve work-life balance. In a full disclosure, uh, Doc uh, interviewed me for his uh, awesome sauce book, which I am going to get a signed copy. I can't wait for that. I know I'm not going to be in it, but the ideas that I was able to drop is phenomenal, but it's going to be called Achieving Balance, and it's going to drop probably in the fourth quarter of 2020, and I, just stay with us here and check the show notes, because the link to his book will be there, even if it's not when the podcast drops, we'll always put it in there, so if you're listening to this evergreen, check our show notes, because his book is there, and lastly, I'm going to be doing a giveaway for anybody that comments in the Time to Shine Today Facebook page after mine and Dr. Travis's conversation, a free book, and I'll make sure that he sends it out signed to you on my dime. So Dr. Travis, come on. Thank you so much for coming on the Time to Shine Today show. I've been stoked. It's been a long time coming. Could you introduce yourself at first? What emoji do you use the most when you're texting? The emoji that I use the most? Probably a smiley face. All right. just, uh, it's it's standard, but it's <laughs> it's genuine, you know, and that's yeah. just me. I just like to be happy and, and have a good time. I love it. Of course, my question, and there's a method behind this madness, what is your favorite color and why? My favorite color is blue, yeah. um, and it's because it's just, it's most people's favorite color. Okay. Uh, you know, anybody <laughs> asked you, <laughs> blue. Um, but it probably also is because when I was in high school and, you know, everybody is, is trying to be the popular kid or whatnot. And I, I had some, you know, all boys care about what girls think. And (laughs) one girl told me, she came to me one day and I was wearing a blue shirt. She's like, did you know you have gorgeous blue eyes? I was just, whoa, taken back. Like I'm wearing blue every single day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Pulls them out. You're okay. a handsome mug guy. Uh, hey. Well, again, thanks for coming on, brother. Um, give Thank us you. a little bit origin story, Dr. Travis. I mean, you're, you know, I affectionately said a smarty pants. I mean, you're a doctor, so you have several degrees and stuff. So let's, let's start like when you're kind of going through your education and then as you're 
starting and, and bring out this awesome company, Make Time Institute? Yeah. Um, so just full disclosure, I never intended to ever complete college. <laughs> I went off to college uh, because I was trying to get out of the family business, which was plumbing. And my father and my grandfather, they built actually a fantastic company. I just didn't feel like that was my place. And I wanted to go and do something else. I wanted to be a financial advisor. So I went off to college to see, you know, what is it that I'd have to do to get that. And that time, you didn't need a bachelor's degree to be a financial advisor or a financial planner. Um, you just were just assigned and you got a license and you could work with a broker dealer and get started. Wow. Uh, but the more I learn, the more I realized I really love learning. I've always liked, you know, um, school. It wasn't a, a chore for me. And I typically didn't have to do a whole bunch of homework because I was a quick learner. Uh, but I also got bored quickly. And so I know this is, rings true with a lot of uh, business owners. A lot of us have ADHD tendencies, ADD, you know, where we just you can't focus because we're so creative. Sure. And and I so I, I kind of had this issue of am I ever going to get, you know, graduated? And long story short, that I became a financial advisor and realized that so many of the clients I was dealing with were having the same issues that I had with focus, with ADT, with time management. And so I went and started to do more coaching and education and eventually led me to this long process of you got to get a master's degree in psychology and really understand why people do what they do, what they do, why that matters to them, motivation, how they deal with stress, and just kind of all these components. And that eventually led me to do a doctorate. So no one in my family, I'm actually the first college graduate in my wow. direct lineage. And I am the first ever to receive a PhD in my family and to receive a master's. So wow. this wasn't something that I set off like, yes, I'm going to do this. But I think over time, when the doors started to say, this one has to open, this one has to open. And I, I do believe that God you know, inspired me to do what I've been asked to do and kind of been following that direction as well. Um, but this, this book that you mentioned, Scott, mm -hmm. this is 10 years in the making. Right. This is when, when I was struggling with financial advisors and business owners trying to help them to manage their time better. I realized that, man, it's really all about work-life balance. Sure. And it's really all about that key. And so I wanted to have a better understanding, a really thorough knowledge. So when I put my name, Dr. Travis Perry on there, I, I could I could basically say I've done the research on this, not Love just it. have written a cool title, not just sell a lot of books. <laughs> I, well, want it, I want it right. to be rich. You know, Well, you lived it, too. You know what I'm saying? Because you you're it, you have quite a few children. You have an awesome wife, you know. Uh, and you, you are living it. You're walking the walk with that cliche versus, you know, some people, like you say, are out there just spewing knowledge, which is okay, but they really haven't walked it. So let me ask you something. What did your family think about you not following in the plumbing footsteps? That's a really good question, Scott. Um, and I, and it's, it's an emotional one, um, for me, cause I came, uh, back, um, after about a year of school, I did a JC. And I actually transferred to a big university. But in that time frame, I went and served a mission for my church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it was a two-year proselyting, door-knocking mission. And, and I, you know, visit with people. At the end of that mission, my father actually came to Denmark, where I was serving. And he came to pick me up. 
And one of the first things that I had on my mind, I want to talk to him about was the family business. Mm-hmm. And I started to talk to him even there. I remember in Denmark on this bridge, just kind of picturesque. And I got this time alone with my dad after two years of not seeing him. And one of the questions I had from him was like, dad, what if, what if I don't want to do the business? He's like, don't, let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's just enjoy this time. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But I was still, you know, focused, goal oriented. Like, what's the next thing? What do I do need to do next? Right. And when I came home, um, dad really made a plan for me. He's like, hey, let's, I want you to take over the business. I want you to take over what I'm doing so that I can do these other things. And so I realized, Scott, that I was probably the reason that my dad would be able to retire. My dad would be able to scale his business because mm-hmm. he put a lot of time and sweat equity into me. Sure, I was working yeah. with him since I was like seven, right. taking his wrench inside and doing a pie. Like I could take apart a toilet at age 12. <laughs> I mean, it, this, is, this is second nature, right? right. So I, I think he was really hoping that I would get into it. But there was also four other boys. And uh-huh. so, you know, if I didn't work out, maybe the others would. Sure. And uh, anyway, long, long story on this one. I just really felt inspired to, to, to not do that. And mm-hmm. even though I, I went away, whenever things were tough, dad would always be like, Trav, you can always come back. I'll pay you this much. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> you can always come back to the business. So even though I left, part of me was just always kind of feeling a tinge of guilt. Mm-hmm. A tinge of guilt that that um, uh, that I left something that that maybe I should have stayed with, right? Right. And I think sometimes when we make business decisions, when we're trying to decide on going forward, I think sometimes that we make decisions and then we still allow ourselves to have some of this guilt, which is not healthy. It's sure. not good right. because we're not present, we're not motivated, we're not focused. We're still looking back too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then my father passed away at age 49. I was 26. This was five years later. So five years later, he passes away. Um, very suddenly, heart attack. Um, nobody expected this to happen. They call it the widow maker for a really good reason. Yeah. There, there was no indicators, no signs. And, and then the business um, really didn't have you know, any direction. And for a long time, I think it floundered. My uncles have taken it over from grandpa. But there are no other, there are no other successors. This is a problem in family businesses. Only thirteen sure. percent of family businesses make Carry it to on. the third generation. Right. Third right. generation. So, so it's it's a big issue. Yeah. So it sounds like you had like a an affectionately called prodigal son. You know, where yeah. father was always wanting to kind of bring back. You are a man of faith, as am I. So I like to talk. You know, in the the parables every once in a while as yeah. well, which is fantastic. Hey, so we know that you're helping individuals uh, or even teams, you know, have that work-life balance between, you know, their family at home and their work because, you know, you always have a higher up that you're trying to please, if you will. Uh, what, when you bring somebody in and they are not quite a client, well, maybe they're a client. Let's say you brought them in, you had your discovery period, you're bringing them in. What is your secret sauce for finding their blind spot of where they're missing out on the work-life balance? Really good question. I think if I was to think about this internally, uh, because my father passed away, that was my biggest motivation to change um, even my career as a financial advisor and to move forward and get my degrees and learn how to help other people have better work-life balance. Because the more I researched his condition, the more I realized it was really about work-life balance. It was about stress. It was about eating right. It was about exercising. 
all of which he was doing pretty well. But I think there was there were some genetic factors that were stacked against him mm-hmm. that he didn't know about. Um, right. That we'd have I have to work super hard. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I actually use that time afterwards to really dig deep, and I dig into values. So when I when I discuss with people about what's holding them back, and I go deep in their values, I talk about what is really really important to them. Motivation, as I study in my psychology degree, is built on so many different factors. You know, oh, we're motivated. If you remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs, he <laughs> talks about you know we need food and shelter and clothing. And then we need relationships. And then this top of the piece is, you know, self-actualization. Well, that's a 1950s theory, 1950s. Um, in the last class, my last assignment in my master's degree, um, I found a study that in 2012 came out about the revised theory of Maslow. And this is really important because I was studying motivation. I was trying to figure right. out what motivates people to do what they do. You know, what, what can help them achieve their goals? And it really is these values, but where are these values based? Well, for Americans, the number one factor is not self-actualization. At the top of the revised pyramid of Maslow's hierarchy is actually being a parent, number one. And number two is their relationship with their spouse or partner. Wow. Everything else is pretty similar to Maslow. And Maslow actually suggested later on in life that, you know what, self-actualization might actually never be achievable. So we have so many people out there in personal development. I know this is where this podcast is, Scott, you know, you're killing in the personal development field, but there's so many people who are focused on personal development, personal development. My secret sauce is actually in couple development. The motivation and the values that people typically have come from their relationships and their family. Which brings me back to work-life balance. Like, there's no, there's no reason that we talk about work-life balance with somebody who's, who doesn't really care to be with their family or doesn't have a family to care about. Like, it, it's not that important. It is important, but most of the time, it's those values that they, that they really want to uh, focus in on. And that's, that's really where I go when I, when I talk to somebody. That's awesome. Yeah. Is those values. Yeah. So like you're actually kind of bringing it back to what you kind of said, digging in the values, what's their motivation. And that, that's cool that you said the realization, you know, comes from relationships and family comes back, everything comes back to work life balance. That, that's, that, that's very enlightening to me, especially, you know, in my life as I love my relationship. I'm not, it, people are think it's funny because they think that I'm this uh, outgoing person, which I am when I have to be, but I love my work life, like my home life. I love it with my lady and, you know, my dogs and stuff like that. So and that's where uh, that, I love that you explained it that way. So if I'm out at a networking event and press and flesh, which we're starting to be there here in South Florida, I know in Texas it's opened up a little bit as well, just in case anybody is listening a little bit later, this is, we're in stage one and two of the whole COVID opening up. And so if I'm out on press and some flesh, meeting some people, what kind of words are they saying to me, doc? that would make me think of make time institute make them a great referral connection or someone that i just really want to introduce them to you probably the biggest thing is they're complaining about or maybe even um uh bragging about how busy that they that they are most people 
are their insecurity is also something that they tend to brag about or to suggest that oh man I'm just so busy right now I'm, I'm and in those types of individuals they really are busy but they don't want to be right they tend to they tend to want to actually spend more time with their family they they want to be there most Americans you know if we if we think of this most Americans want to be with their family sure their children and you know and and their significant other partner spouse right. So that's that's the key. I mean, you don't have to pry, but but most Americans are overworked. Sure. I just know that most business owners are five times more likely to work more than 50 hours a week than a than a normal, you know, corporate blue collar, um, even white collar job, um, you know, that that's out there. So we know intrinsically that you can probably just assume they're working over 50 hours. Um, I work a 30-hour work week. I believe in a 30-hour work week for me. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. of my clients, when I get down to brass tacks and we look at where they're spending all their time, um, it, it's usually below 40 hours uh, Love it. because they got into being a business owner, real estate, mm-hmm. financial advising, uh, IT, whatever they're doing so that they can spend more time at home. They want the lifestyle. They want to travel. They want freedom. They care about sure. that, even though they love their work. They sure. want to be able to yeah, figure absolutely. out how can yeah. I be more productive? Every, see, I, what happened is a mentor taught me how to be ambitiously lazy. So it really started putting my work-life balance of delegation and stuff. Like, I know that you cover a lot of that kind of stuff in your work-life balance. So I don't, like, I, that's some of that I want someone to call you about. But I, I became ambitiously lazy. And so things happen for me, but I am able to spend a lot of that time with my lady and my friends and, and, and family. So, Doc, let's get in our DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back to your 22-year-old Dr. Travis, which is not even doctor then, your 22-year-old Travis Perry. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on him with the experience you have now? I love it. So just the other day, I was on my home computer, and I pulled up my external hard drive, and I was looking for something, and I happened to come across my autobiography from 2003. Okay, this is my first year at a university. And they had me write out an autobiography for a sociology class. And I, I read through it and it really was, hey, uh, here are the goals I need to uh, accomplish. It, it was, you know, Travis did this so far in his life and it really, really wasn't that, that much, right? I'm 22, <laughs> like, what did I accomplish? Uh, but it said, you know, um, graduate, get a master's in financial services so that you can become a speaker and and help other people wow. to manage their time. And I was like, dude, I'm doing it. You're I'm doing, doing it. it. So totally do what it. your intuition is telling you to do. Is what Every you time. drop on them. Love Every that. Every time. And I and I think this is the key, Scott, is that mm-hmm. when we take massive action, when we take action right away. Not I'm not saying like we have to you know squirrel squirrel. It's not the ADD you know sure. no plan, but have a plan. Run that plan. But here's the other thing I would tell myself. Be flexible. That master's degree in financial services never materialized. I never got my CFP um, I, because I ended up going towards psychology instead of financial services. And now I'm helping financial advisors, real estate agents, financial pros, you know, business yeah. owners uh, to, to achieve their goals. So it's, it's good to have a it's good to have a plan. It's good to have Love goals. It. Love it. Be so flexible. When someone comes to you and you're taking them on as a client, we already talked kind of about their blind spot and, and the discovery, but 
is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do when you're getting started? Probably the biggest question that uh, they should ask me is why I why am I wanting to help them? I think this is the great part of the these kinds of podcasts that you, you're asking these questions, Scott. Because mm-hmm. when people know what my true intentions are and where I've come from and what I'm trying to accomplish, they realize, okay, I can trust this person. He wants to do what I want to do. And if you think about this, most of us, we like other people because of how similar we are. Sure. When we get on a phone call, when we get on a podcast, when we try to meet somebody, we're instantly trying to find connection. We're trying to find, oh, that's what I do. That, that's what I like. Why? It's, a, it's kind of a natural selfish sure. tendency, yeah. but it builds connection. Sure. It builds Report. relationship. Yeah. Um, and so I think I wish people would ask me, you know, and, and a lot of them do. They ask me, why are you doing this? Like, what is your motivation? Okay. And then I share with them, you know, briefly my story, kind of what I, I've shared with you. And it's a touching situation because um, it really comes back to, you know, father passing away, me changing my life, really searching my values and goals, and then wanting to share that with other people so that they can have that experience without having that loss. Love that. that that's almost what uh, my next question is usually about the dash with uh, that dash that's in between your life date and death date, you know, but you just answered it right there, the legacy that you're, that, that you want to leave behind, or even while you're living, leave that legacy, uh, which is fantastic, fantastic. So kind of what is your definition of a life well lived? So that tagline is a life well lived is living life on purpose. That's my motto. That's the end of all of my emails I send every single it day. Is. And it you is. know, you've, got, yeah. you've gotten a few of them. Oh, yeah. Um, and so living life on purpose to me is living every single day toward your goals, living your values, and being at the end of your life, no matter how short or how long, to be able to say, I did it. I accomplished right. it. I came to earth. I did this, what I'm supposed to do. I lived my mission, my my calling, whatever you want to call it, but that's really living your life on purpose. Intentional on purpose. I love that. I love that, Doc. So we're going to wind things down just a little bit. We're going to go into our leveling up lightning round. You and I can, there's only five or six questions. They're real easy to answer. You and I could talk for 15, 20 minutes on each one of them, but you have five seconds. Okay. And I got my producer on the other screen going, five, five. <laughs> but I used to put them up on the screen and stuff like that, but he can stay over there on my other screen. But you ready, brother? I'm ready. Here we go. What's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Take action right away. Love that. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Morning routine. Get up. I read scriptures. I, I exercise and eat well before I do anything business. Beautiful. Other than your website, and of course, time to shine today.com, that's my shameless plug. What other websites do you go to kind of level up? You know, I, I go to a lot of really good uh, mentors, like uh, Trevor Crane is a good mentor for me. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, the book. Yeah, I read mm-hmm. the book. How to write a good book. Fast. Write, write fast. Yeah, exactly. Yep, so what, if you could be one age for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh man, that's a horrible, you know, 30, because 
I'm not quite at, you know, I'm not, I'm not aging, but yeah. I'm still old enough to not be 18. Yeah. Like 28 to 32 is like my jam. Like I <laughs> could go back there. I probably wouldn't do anything differently because I love what I live, but just the way I felt vitality, I'm pushing 50 years old now, you know? And it's like back then I was like, Oh, I was, Still, but uh, and I, I, was, I hit forty this year, and I think this this made me like, okay, you got to write this book. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is go time. You don't have time left. So, what's your favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time and or money to? You know, a really good organization is uh, called um, Operation Underground Railroad. Um, it is a fantastic. Uh, Tim Tim Ballard runs a place. A fantastic mm-hmm. organization that helps to get kids out of child sex slavery. You know, you're the second podcast interview this week that said that. I'm not even kidding. Tim Winders yesterday said that. It's amazing. So last question. What's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Oh, no. Definitely not the 80s. Oh, come on. Oh, no. No way, man. Big Uh, hair. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to go with some. I'm gonna go back to the 50s, bro. I, okay. Sorry, you didn't even name it, but the 50s. And you know what? I'm a I'm a swing kid. Like my, okay. my wife and I, we love to swing dance. Okay. So even the 20s. I mean, talk about revolutionary. The 20s. Yeah. Oh man, roaring 20s. It's, I get into that time period as well. You know, it, it's it, all the. You know, I, I read this book. It's called Giants of Enterprise. And the stuff mm-hmm. that happened between in the Gilded Age is the time where I would love. I don't want to live there. But I'd like to go back and vacation for about a week, you know, hang out with the Carnegie's and the, you know, the Rockefellers and the Morgans and the Henry Ford. I mean, that would be awesome, you know, well, in if, that time. Exactly. You know? And if you look at what's happened during those time periods, building up to World War One, World War Two, yeah. to be quite honest, there's a lot of history repeating itself oh, right now. It is, brother. So it is. We can learn from it. So, Doc, how can we find you? So you can go to Travis Perry with an A, P-A-R-R-Y dot, dot com forward slash book. So travisperry.com forward slash book. That'll be in the show notes, my, peeps. Yep. And you'll get on my coming soon book funnel. So I will be able to let you know when this thing is actually going to be um, coming out. And Love I've it. got a few bonuses there, some free trainings on time management. So if you, you bump through, there's some great stuff for you on the other side. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, squad, all that will be in the show notes. And I'm just watching my emails for my um, my grateful subscribers that I'm grateful for, I should say, my grateful subscribers, because I'm going to run a little small campaign for Dr. Travis to all you guys to see if you guys uh, make sure you pick up the book if you want that work-life balance. So, Doc, leave us with one last knowledge nugget that you want us to take with us, internalize, and put into action. I think the biggest thing that we need to internalize every day is what are we doing anything for? Is it, you know, are, are we guilting ourselves to doing things? Are we doing things by fear? Are we doing things out of duty? Are we spending time with our family to check off the list? Are we doing things because we love them? The highest motivation anywhere with family, with kids, even with business is love. Do you love to serve your clients? Or are you looking for the almighty dollar? Because they can smell it. They smell oh, yeah. right through it. Absolutely. Um, are you with your family? Are you exercising and eating right because you love yourself? You love your body? And are you spending that quality time with your family because you love them? Um, serving God because you love him? Um, are you managing your finances and the wealth that you've built because you care about Uh, your family, your legacy, others. I think what it really comes down to, man, is 
if we can do things intentional and by the motivation of love, it, it is such a better life to be living than living love in that. fear and, and guilt. And, and squad, you just had like literally a master. I have like a whole page of notes that Doc, you know, put out to us. You guys really got a free masterclass. I mean, you know, he's telling you, don't look back or feel guilty. If as long as you're serving people, really go for it. Don't live in that small rearview mirror. Live in that big windshield and always push forward. When you're ta- when you're really internalizing and digging into yourself, digging to your values. What's your motivation? You know, and realization comes from relationships and family. And that all comes back to work-life balance. I, I, that was a note that I took that just totally blew my mind. If you're a business owner or an employee or if you're complaining about how much you work or if you're even bragging, i.e. I used to do that a lot, about how busy you are, give Dr. Travis a call or an email or you know, click through to his link or just get with me and I'll make a personal introduction to you. And if you're working with a coach, ask them why they want to help you. Okay, ask them why. What is their motivation to help you level up? He says, live your life on purpose. And lastly, the last nugget that he left was, what, ask yourself, what are you doing it for? Do what you love. Make sure that you really, goes back to the very first thing I said, dig into your values, what's your motivation. And Doc, thank you so much for coming on, brother. You level up your health, you level up your wealth, you level up your mindset, you level up your family, you're hungry humble you're just amazing brother so thanks so much for coming on time to shine today i appreciate it you're an awesome host thanks brother talk soon thank you hey thanks so much for listening to this episode of time to shine today podcast probably brought to you by sutter and nugent real estate real estate excellence who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com if you're a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on time to shine today please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, Let's level up. It's our time to shine.